We've almost made it to the start of the season with UK, so let's talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, the lineup rotation, everything before we begin the year here with the Kentucky Wildcats. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking strengths, weaknesses, my final thoughts on the starting lineup and the rotation, both healthy and in its current state. We're also going to talk for a brief moment about Kentucky football and how they should win this weekend. Going to be a jam-packed episode. Really excited. We are just a weekend away from the start of Kentucky basketball season. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcast, I would strongly encourage you to subscribe there as well. It's going to be such a fun season, and I'm really excited to get to share it with you. So let's go ahead and get into it on today's episode. It's going to be my best guess at Kentucky's strengths, their weaknesses, and then their starting lineup, and then the bench rotation past that. So we'll start here with the positives. What do I think Kentucky basketball's strengths are going to be? And you are more than welcome in the YouTube comments below to tell me what you think your these strengths and weaknesses of this program are. And then you can also give your thoughts on the starting lineup if you would like to as well. First strength I think Kentucky basketball is going to have this year is scoring. I think their adjusted offensive efficiency on Kim Palm is probably going to end up being top 15 in the country. And that's a lofty expectation. But these past several years, John Calipari, I think with less efficient shooters, outside shooters that is, has been able to create this statistic. He has been able to finish inside the top 15 of this category pretty consistently. I think Kentucky this year has really good shooters. Now, whether or not that will consistently translate to 36, 37, 38% three-point shooting night in and night out. I'm not quite sure. It's really difficult for any team to be that efficient every single game. But I think Kentucky has the ability to do it. And we'll talk about the lineup and the rotation later, but I'm really excited about watching some of these guys score the basketball in a lot of different ways. I think the shot selection this season is going to be significantly better than it has been in years past. We got to see that last night in the Kentucky State game where Kentucky just dominated at the rim and beyond the three-point line. They shot 40% from beyond the arc, and I think it was like 56% overall from the floor. Kentucky has the ability to do that to a team, and I'm not saying to that degree statistically, but they have the ability to go out there and dominate on the offensive end. I think this may be one of John Calipari's best offenses he has ever had, period. The second thing I think Kentucky's going to be really good at, and this ties into scoring here, is fast break points. We've talked over the past couple of years, you and I, about Kentucky getting out in transition and having success whenever they do that. But if you go and actually look at the numbers, Kentucky's not been one of the faster teams in the country. I think they've been either slightly above average or decently above average when it comes to the speed and the pacing of their game uh, on the offensive side of the ball, that is. 
they've not been helter-skelter jumping, running up and down the court, trying to score every single time they touch the ball. They've been a little bit more methodical in their approach at times. They've been a little bit slower. But I think that this year's team is going to have a little bit more tempo because you've seen now through the Global Jam, through the blue and white scrimmage, through these two exhibition games, Kentucky really does feel comfortable with their guys in transition, whether it be Justin Edwards taking it all the way for a layup, one of one of many players kicking it out to Antonio Reeves or even DJ Wagner for a three. You've got options whenever you decide to run. I think Kentucky's going to put an emphasis on that this upcoming season. I don't think they're going to be one of the fastest teams in the country, but I think they're going to have a quicker pace than these past several teams have uh, for the Wildcats and for Coach Cal. I think fast break points are a strength of this team. Creating havoc consistently, although I don't think Kentucky's going to be particularly strong on the defensive end, and I mean elite on the defensive end, I think they're going to be able to create havoc consistently. We've gotten to see over these past few games. Listen, I understand the fact that it's Georgetown College and Kentucky State, but these kids are going to be able to get into passing lanes, create turnovers, and then do what I just said they will they are, will have a strength in this season, which is create opportunities in the fast break. I think that this team is going to have a decent steal percentage, although there are other areas of their defense may not be great. We'll get to that later on in the show. But I think that creating havoc consistently is something that Kentucky is going to be good at. Guard play. I think that Kentucky's guard play is another strength of this team. You look at the rotation right now. DJ Wagner, Antonio Reeves, Rob Dillingham, Reed Shepard. I think one through four here, it forms one of the best backcourts in the country. All of these guys do something differently that they do really, really well. DJ Wagner has poise, has confidence, can also learn he's also learning how to distribute the basketball very well. Rob Dillingham, a little bit more shifty, obviously, because of his name. A lot more speed. He's added on 20 pounds to become more aggressive with opportunities on the fast break. He's really fun to watch. He's, he makes very difficult shots. He's also a phenomenal distributor of the basketball as well. You look at Antonio Reeves, bucket getter. He's your outside shooter. He's the best on the team, one of the best in the country. He's become more aggressive in his game outside of or outside of just shooting threes. He's become more aggressive in driving and trying to finish. I've been very impressed by that. And then Reed Shepard, you have to be excited about him as an all-around type of player. Seems to hold a really high basketball IQ as a freshman alongside these other guys as well. He's really come along here and impressed me. I did not expect him to be as a significant role, as uh, to have as significant of a role in this rotation as he has. But he think I think he is going to step up, and he is just all around just a very, very solid basketball player who plays some really good defense as well. So I think your guard play as a whole will continue to carry you through SEC play. And there will be nights where it's off. Absolutely. There will be nights where Kentucky struggles. I'm not saying this is a perfect unit, but it is one of the best in the country, I think. So I think that that is a strength. And then the final strength, I think, that the Kentucky Wildcats are going to have this season is free throw shooting. Although statistically, they did not perform well in their second exhibition game against Kentucky State. I believe they shot 71.4%. I think that was largely due in part to uh, the... The, uh, the issues going on in the second half, the rotation, therefore, and then late in the game, Kentucky missing some free throws uh, that they should have made uh, to make the percentage go up. So I think Kentucky's probably going to be one of the better three uh, free throw shooters in the SEC this upcoming season. I think you've got the personnel to do it. A lot of that ties into the fact that you've got really strong guard play one through four. 
We'll have to wait and see, but I think Kentucky's really got that in them this year. I think Aaron Bradshaw's probably going to be somebody to watch there as well. Is he able to come on and be a good free throw shooter as well? Trey Mitchell, uh, another one. If you can get your guys in the front court to step up and be really good at the line, you're, you're going to have a complete team that can really help you close out some games. So those are the strengths, and those are the things I think Kentucky is going to be really, really good at. Weaknesses, let's try and get through them here quickly. I think rim protection is going to be a problem for Kentucky at times this season, especially early on in the year when they don't have their three seven-footers in the, their lineup. They have the personnel, just not currently. I think that it will get better over time. Three-point defense may be a bit of a concern. Can you continue to work on your rotations? Can you continue to communicate? Can you close things out? Teams are going to shoot well against you at times. That's just how it is. But can you stop that from being a consistent thing? It's a concern. Not necessarily, eh, you could take it off the weakness list here if you wanted to. Offensive rebounding is my final thing. I'm curious to see if Kentucky is able to continue to dominate the boards as they have over the past several years. Can they do it without Oscar Sheepway? Can they do it with players like Hugo and Aaron Bradshaw and Trey Mitchell and Zvonimir if he does get to play? We'll have to wait and see. We will simply have to wait and see. All right, so those are the strengths and the weaknesses. Let me know what you think about it in the YouTube comments below. If you're listening on podcast at Locked on UK, you can message me or at me your strengths and weaknesses of this team. I want to give my final thoughts on the rotation and the starting lineup here. This is going to be the last time we talk about this uh, until we get to see maybe some change, maybe, maybe some shift uh, with a player returning. Before I dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Maybe you're trying to go to the Kentucky-Mississippi State game this weekend. Maybe somehow you are a UK fan in Mississippi or Alabama, and you're trying to make the trip over to Starkville, but you want to get some last-minute tickets, and you don't exactly know where to go. Well, Game Time is the place that you need to check out. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, and Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, like I said, comedy, theater, and more on top of that. With zone deals, you can pick the section and game time can pick the seats for an average of 18% savings. And then like I mentioned, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You need to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. That is Game Time. Download it today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. I really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you've not subbed to the show, it's that time. It's the start of the season. I am very excited to get this going with you guys. Uh, let me know how excited you are in the comments below. This should be a very fun year. If you have not subscribed on the podcast feed as well, wherever you are listening, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever that may be, please go ahead and sub there as well. Really appreciate both of the audiences, whether you're on video or on audio. 
You guys have been awesome. Very excited to get this third season. Third season. Just crazy to think that I've been doing this for almost three years. All right. Final thoughts on the rotation and the starting lineup. This is a topic that we have beaten to death here on the show, but I'm going to give it one more shot. I'm going to give my final thoughts and expectations on how this team rotates and how the starting roles play out this upcoming season. And again, if you've got any thoughts on how this will play out for UK, you can leave that in the comments below. I want to know what you guys think about what I have to say here and about this rotation. If you've got differing opinions, I'd like to see them and kind of hear your thoughts as to how this could shake out. DJ Wagner is your starting point guard. I think that's pretty clear heading into this season. Now, Rob Dillingham could push him for that starting role, considering we've seen him play pretty well through a couple of exhibition games and this uh, this blue and white scrimmage. Did not play statistically well in the Global Jam, but he has bounced back. He has put on some weight, and he has really impressed Coach Cal with his development over these past few months. DJ Wagner is your starting point guard. Rob Dillingham, I think, is going to back him up. Could that change? We'll have to wait and see. Antonio Reeves is your starting shooting guard. Obviously, he's your bucket getter, like I said earlier. This one's not really up for debate. It's pretty obvious. He's the, he's the senior. He's the veteran. He's going to be the one going out there and playing a decent amount of minutes for the Wildcats at the two. You're going to want him to do that, absolutely. This one makes sense here. Your backup shooting guard is going to be Reed Shepard. I think that Reed Shepard can also slide over to the one. I think you're going to see him do that in different sets and at different times. Just because I have him here listed at the two does not mean he can never touch the ball and run the offense. He absolutely can. He's proven his ability to see the court very well and distribute the basketball, uh, therefore. Uh, So I, I think that this one through four, Wagner, Dillingham, Reeves, Shepard, is just one of the strongest in the country. I think that this is going to be a very good backcourt. Then you start to get into a little bit of a, an, an adjustment here uh, down the line with the uh, with the rotation because you're not as healthy as you would like to be at the moment. Justin Edwards is going to be your starting small forward. I think that would be the same even with a completely healthy rotation. He is going to be the one that gets things done for you. And uh, I think that how he performs offensively will be something that I continue to monitor. Uh, obviously, he had a very, very good game uh, yesterday against Kentucky State. I want to see him continue those performances, continue to shoot 30, uh, 33, 34% from outside the arc. We'll absolutely take that. Justin Edwards, also one of the best rebounders on the team as well. Adu Thierro, I think, is backing you up at the three, and this is only because sometimes you're going to have to have different players in the lineup, uh, whether that be uh, Burks and Mitchell in at the same time or something like that. Thierro is your backup at the three right now. Are you going to have to play Joey Hart? Uh, it doesn't seem like this coaching staff is really uh, bent on doing so. Uh, even with an eight-man rotation, they don't feel like they want to kind of stretch that out to that ninth guy just to have another body out there. So Joey Hart, uh, as excited as some may be about him, and as good as he was at Pro Day, uh, I, I think that Adu is going to be your guy here at the three. And then I also think he's going to be your starter at Power Forward. Jordan Burks is going to be your backup there. Right now, Aduthiero has to kind of be your power forward. He has to play that four position for you. Again, because of the injury, because of the lack of depth here in the front court currently. Um, and then Jordan Burks, who has really impressed me, understanding his role and then executing within it. it it's, been, it's been very pleasing to see Burks, whenever he gets the ball, not try and do too much. He's always been un- understanding 
of what he needs to do in the moment. And he's been on the receiving end of a lot of different nice passes and plays. And he's just he's just really good at what he does right now. If he can continue to do that, he'll be a really good backup power forward. And center, I think he's also going to back up Trey Mitchell at that center position. Mitchell has been so pleasantly good over these past few months whenever he's gotten an opportunity to play that I'm scared that it's going to... I don't know how he's going to perform in the season, but I really do hope he's able to replicate some of the things that he's been doing because he's been really lighting it up from three. He's been distributing the ball well. He seems to understand the game. He's smart. He plays patiently. He doesn't play overly aggressive. He is just a really good basketball player, and he plugs in and plays with this team extremely, extremely well. If he's able to continue his production statistically, I think that he is going to end up having earned a starting position whenever the lineup is fully healthy. And that's not to say he hasn't already or wouldn't because of his seniority. I think that the question of should we start Uganda, should we start somebody else, will be out of the question. Because even though Trey Mitchell is six foot nine and you've got two seven footers on your bench waiting to play, I think his veteran leadership and then his efficiency will continue to make him extremely valuable to this team, especially whenever you get into the SEC slate. So let's talk about that for a second here. By the time the SEC slate hits, I think Kentucky is going to be fully healthy. I understand that John Calipari said yesterday after the Kentucky State uh, exhibition game that he expects Aaron Bradshaw to be out uh, for one to two weeks after the beginning of the season. So that would put him returning either right before the Kansas game or it would have him returning a week after the Kansas game. We'll have to wait and see. Like I said a couple of shows ago, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Bradshaw. I don't know what's going to happen with Vonamir. All I can do is really hope at this point we're going to have to just wait. And that's okay right now um, until it's not. So, uh, But point being here, talking about this team being healthy and ready to play, this is now, I want to transition here, to the lineup I think Kentucky is going to have whenever they are fully healthy. I think one through three stays the same. I think DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham are at the point. I think Antonio Reeves and Reed Shepard are at your two. I think Justin Edwards and Adu Thiero are at your three. And then this is where things change. I think Aaron Bradshaw is your starting power forward. I think Adu Thiero backs him up. And I think Trey Mitchell is also an option at power forward in this rotation as well. So Bradshaw is your now starter here at the four. Trey Mitchell, I think, gets the start at the five, but you've got Uganda and Yenzo. Zvonimir, Ivasic, and then in certain lineups, you can also have Aaron Bradshaw here, but it's going to be Hugo and Ivasic, I think, that take the cake here at the five position behind Trey Mitchell. So this front court all of a sudden goes from Adu Thiero, Jordan, Jordan Burks, Trey Mitchell, Jordan Burks, to Bradshaw, Thiero, Mitchell, Mitchell, Onyenzo, Ivasic in my projected depth chart. That's how I view the rotation that's what I think is going to happen for Kentucky this upcoming season as long as nobody gets hurt and you are able to get healthy before the beginning of the SEC slate, knock on wood. If you've got any thought on this rotation, on the starting five, on this team as a whole, whatever you want to talk about here, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below or you can hit me on the socials. All right. I want to talk about how Kentucky football should get back on track this re weekend pretty briefly. Um, the opponent that they face, uh, they should beat, plain and simple. Going to discuss that in a second. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you 
against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is super simple to play because I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds, just like that. They've got quick withdrawals, super easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes them the number one daily fantasy sports app. They also have weekly promotions that are a lot of fun that can lead to really big payouts like Taco Tuesday. So each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. They've got all different kinds of really fun things going on at prize picks every single day, and it's super easy to play. Like I said, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That is prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. This will be the final episode before we have a preview of an actual game that counts for the Kentucky basketball season. I want to thank you guys so much, so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. I really appreciate everybody that has stuck with me uh, as we have continued to do this show. I want to thank you so much for what you are to this show, the fact that you continue to listen. uh, It really drives me to put out some content for you guys, and I appreciate everybody that subs, whether it be on YouTube or on podcasts. Let's make this season a good one. Uh, I think it's going to be. To transition here, I want to talk about Kentucky football for just a brief moment. I think Kentucky should get to bowl eligibility, and they should be fine this weekend. They play at Mississippi State, in case you are not aware. And in case you are not aware of what the Mississippi State Bulldogs are currently, I'll fill you in. They barely beat Arizona earlier this year, and Arizona, I think, should have ended up winning that game, but some things happened that uh, did not go the Wildcats' way in terms of officiating and such. Um, They also dug themselves into a hole after uh, coughing up a bunch of turnovers early in that matchup. They got blown out by LSU. They lost to South Carolina, who I believe is currently 2-6. and They got blown out by Alabama. Uh, They had 28 points uh, given up by Western Michigan, but they ended up winning that game. They went on the road, and they beat Arkansas 7-3, which is just an insane final score to even think about. And then they went on the road, and they lost to Auburn 27-13 this past weekend. It was not a particularly solid showing over the past two weeks on the offensive side of the ball, and that's because starting quarterback Will Rogers is currently hurt. Even so, Mississippi State, unlike the past several years, can't throw the football. They can't move the football very well. And their defense has just kind of been all okay. It's been all right at times. It was really good against Arkansas, but Arkansas's offense is absolutely terrible. It is not a good football team that you are facing off against this weekend. It is not. And who knows? Kentucky could go in there and they could lose by 30. Who knows? But what I'm sitting here telling you is, Based on the talent level, I think, between these two teams and based on their current projections, I think Kentucky is a better squad. Vegas thinks they're about a four-and-a-half to five-point favorite on the road, which would make them a touchdown-plus favorite at home. Kentucky, I think, goes and wins this game. ESPN's FPI somehow disagrees. 
It says Kentucky has a 46.2% chance to win this game. It thinks that the Bulldogs are going to win. So I could end up being wrong. I could very well end up being wrong here. But I just want to tell you, to kind of give you guys a little bit of a vote of confidence, I think Kentucky makes bowl eligibility. I think they get to 6-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in conference play. And considering all the different things that have happened over the past few weeks, the fact that Kentucky has just kind of melted down, I think that's okay. You get a win on the road. You can turn around. You can play Alabama at, at 11 a.m. I think that game is going to be very interesting uh, at the least. You go and play South Carolina. That's a game you can still win, and you could still beat Louisville. So 9-3 and three is still very much so on the table for, for UK. They just have to go out and execute. Let's not, let's not act like the world is ending. I understand that it's been a very disappointing year so far because of these three straight losses, but let's just kind of take it in stride and, and see what happens this weekend. I think Kentucky gets back on track. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave those in the YouTube comments below. You can hit me on the socials. I will see you all on Monday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.